Greetings from the other side. Welcome to the second annual Spooktacular. Ha 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 ha. You're really, you're really kicking some ass this year, Louie. You really settled on one. You said, I am Dracula. That was better than last year. Yes, it was. I'll give you that. We are reporting once again. Wait a minute. This isn't the trap house. Preston, where are we? We're in fucking Bardstown, Kentucky, in the Jailer's Inn, and it's pretty damn lit. It's a bed and breakfast. We're pretty hammered. We're going to wake up from this night of drinking to beautiful homemade meal tomorrow morning. What, what more could so, you ask for, folks? So the Jailer's Inn is a 200-year-old building. That is literally a converted jail. A real haunted-ass place. It was number five on the list that I saw online of the most haunted places in Kentucky. I'll take it. Out of ten, how scared are you at it's, this point in the episode? It's spooky. I think it's going to get creepier later at night. I'm going to definitely go shit. outside to like smoke a little and feel the vibe late uh-huh. at night here. Because it is a little spooky. We're right next to the, like, unconverted jail part. Yeah. That's, like, actually got historical shit. Like, it's a little museum. There's a part of the B&B where it's converted. And that's where where we are, basically. Because it's, it's not where we are. Because this is, this is the wing this of is the jail. The, this is the least converted. It is still slightly sure. altered to be a... Little hotel space. Sure, because it has to be. But the original but, beds definitely means that there's there's some shit going on in here. There's definitely a vibe in here. The fact that the door's an original metal jail door, definitely a vibe. There's a picture right next to the front door of our room that is before they converted it. And it's really not that different. Yeah, it's really not that different. So, and the jail cells like right next door look the same to our room. On the list that I was talking about, says the guests claim to hear some strange claim some strange happenings here including unexplained music sounds of babies crying Mm -mm. whispering and footsteps Mm -mm. if i wake up to some whispering in our room i'm leaving i'm going to the car i will sleep the rest of the night in the car you're not gonna leave me are you i will take your keys and go to the fucking car if there's some motherfucking ghost whispering in my ear in the middle of the night that ain't right too damn bad. I'd wake you up, and if you said I don't give a fuck and go back to sleep, you're okay. Enjoy sleeping with the ghost, Louie. So, I looked up like this documentary when yeah. I was checking the place out, and there was a part where they said people claim to see shadow figures, spiritual or see. That's why I was looking in the back of the jail for a little bit because I thought I saw something. Hear disembodied voices. And hear strange noises in the middle of the night. Dude. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the middle of the night. So yeah. let's get fucking no, scared. Right before recording, I fucking heard a door slam down in the jail part. Like, I swear to God, it was not our our door. It wasn't the TV that was on in here. Because it was definitely coming from down in the like historic jail section. That is sus as fuck. Awesome. If I see something, I, I'm, I'm gonna be spooked. Louie got scared by the mannequin earlier. A couple hours ago, we came back uh, from the bourbon bar, and we've been a little tossed. And True. we stumbled back into the jail section, 
and we peeked around and then we went to like the last cell and I was in front because of course Preston to oh, of course. fucking pussy cat and uh and I see this like human shaped motherfucker <laughs> and I yelp I'm you not even did. gonna lie I yelped <laughs> Louis, I've never heard you make a sound like that before in my life, my entire time knowing you. And I swear to God, I originally thought you were fucking with me. That's why I didn't react at all. That's why I was like, are you serious? Preston didn't react at all. <laughs> because I just thought but, you were trying to fuck with me and scare me. But it was like a mannequin dressed like prisoner, just in like black and white stripes. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, mannequins are creepy. Like, that's the same as a doll that could be possessed. Who knows? It could show up at our window. So, Preston, he's just a little uh, point guard today. He's doing all the facilitating. This is a real-life story that just happened to me yesterday. And I've prefaced a story like this before. There is no cap in this story at all. I'm going to be so, so fucking real. serious with you guys. And this is some scary shit, okay? This is some legitimately scary shit. So yesterday, I was watching Better Call Saul with Caroline on the couch, and I, like, looked out the window, and there's, like, an alley behind our house, so it's where, like, all the garbage is put out, and someone had thrown to the curb this creepy-ass fucking doll, and... It was, like, kind of a big doll. Like, not quite life-size, but bigger than, like, you know, something that, like, a child would carry around. Right. And it looked old and could raggedy. Be a, could be the size of a real baby. And and I was... It was bigger than a baby. It was, like... Oh, hell bigger. no. I had kind of, you know... You talk about the Uncanny Valley thing. Yeah. That's, like, recognizing, like, a humanoid Yeah, figure. and it gives you the fucking creeps. And the same way with the mannequin. Absolutely. I saw the doll, and for a second I was like, oh, shit. And then I realized it was a doll. Just... <laughs> it was just sitting up. It was, it was just sitting up, and it was, it was some creepy. random child... Standing in the alley for a second? I don't know. It, I'm just talking like a split second. Yeah. You know. I hear you. But it was staring up. Mm. Uh uh-uh. uh. You know, kind of pointed at us sitting up. So that's why it looked like that. And I was just immediately like, Caroline, look at that fucking creepy <laughs> ass doll that's just sitting out there. And she's just like, whoa, whoa. Uh uh-uh. uh. Neither of us fuck with dolls. Because who I, does? That's just scary. Later that night, Caroline is going to hang out with her friend. And I'm already in bed because it's like 11-something. And I had to get up this morning. This morning for finance, which I I almost overslept, to be honest. Damn. But, But she leaves, and I get a text from her as soon as she leaves. And she's like, oh, fuck, the doll moved. (laughs) And so... No. (laughs) And Jackie had... uh, been at my apartment earlier yeah and i was like look at that creepy ass doll (laughs) and she was like yeah you know i did actually notice that before you got here and it does look like a fucking person at first glance and i was like that was exactly what i fucking thought (laughs) and almost as a joke i was like it's because it has like kind of like an aura around it yeah you know kind of joke no some things do though but yeah, I looked out the window when Caroline sent that text, and the was doll it? had like fallen down, like he was you know face down, 
a little bit closer to us, you know. And was it like it could have just fallen, or was it like it was like further? it was like it could have just fallen? Okay, you know. So it's plausible, but I was a little creeped out. Yeah, and I was also a little creeped out when uh, you know it was like twelve o'clock and Caroline still wasn't home. So I peeked out the window again at like midnight. The doll was gone. I what? I swear to God, within that short time frame from like eleven something to twelve, the doll was gone. It made its escape, Louie. <laughs> oh my god. And to quote Kevin Gates, this is a <laughs> fucked up quote, but but he said, uh, if I'm lying, <laughs> may God murder my children. <laughs> That's a fucked up quote. But goddamn. I swear, if I'm lying, <laughs> murder my children today. So, because I am, this is not Cap, and Caroline could corroborate this story. Yeah. She could have corroborated, like, I could, because she didn't notice that it wasn't there anymore at mm. night. Mm. But I'm not even going to lie, I was started, starting to, like, freak out a little bit in my apartment. Yeah, yeah. That's some some paranormal shit. Moving dolls. Mm-mm. What's... What's the logical explanation for that? Like a homeless person picked it up? Maybe not a homeless person, but maybe somebody did pick it up. Not trash. Trash doesn't go at 11 o'clock. No, no, no. I just mean like maybe somebody saw it and was just like, okay. And like wanted it or is going to sell it or something like that. That's the logical explanation. But but like still that seems unlikely. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And maybe Haunted Doll is more likely in my mind. Maybe Bruh. that's where I fall on the rationale of the the paranormal. And it's like maybe that is more likely sometimes. I was gonna stop my, or I did stop myself earlier when I was gonna say this, but I don't really believe, or at least I didn't really believe in like dolls being sentient like that. I still find certain dolls creepy, but yeah. it's not like I think that they're like. You no, know, it's definitely an uncanny valley thing, like you were saying, where it's definitely just like, mm, that ain't right. I don't fuck with that. Yeah. Just slightly anthropomorphic. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's move on. I'm, <laughs> I'm dead ass like concerned for Caroline's safety not being there tonight. Like, damn, <laughs> the night after the haunted doll sighting. Yeah, I'm just like goodbye, <laughs> goodbye, good luck with that shit. I'd rather take my chances here <laughs> in the haunted jail. But I mean, shit. If I see some ghost shit here, I can't believe that there's a fucking rabbit just chilling in the the backyard here. That's kind of one of the craziest parts of this for me. Yeah, there's like a courtyard that's like sealed in. It's nice. And we saw this rabbit earlier, but there's this like giant white rabbit that's just chilling back there. Hopping around, digging around. Yeah. Just chilling. Just doing rabbit shit. Good for him. Yeah. That's a life. Oh, to be a rabbit at the Jailer's Inn. (laughs) Oh, to be a rabbit again. (laughs) But like... Okay, Louie, now I gotta ask you. Earlier, you kept stopping yourself from telling me a story about some footsteps that you heard. So I gotta know. Because to me, it sounds like it genuinely spooked you, too. This is a short story, but it's definitely real. And it's kind of weird. I don't know if I blocked it out or what, but not too long ago. I think it was with my parents, actually. Yeah. And she said something that just triggered the memory. And I was just like, I could 
fucking like completely forgot about this shit yeah and i forgot about this shit for the last podcast i'm pretty sure too really because this is before some long ago shit before no not some long ago shit before uh this was the only like paranormal experience i had before that lake trip which may or may not have been that was a little while ago ghost yeah and i mean we could retell that story too uh so basically, this was uh, summer twenty one. It was like June, July. Yeah, my parents were going out for uh, like their some milestone anniversary, so they were out of town. Yeah, and I got to get paid to watch the house and do basically <laughs> nothing. You know, spread out, use the hot tub. You know, flex, yeah. flex. <laughs> yeah, I was just uh, chilling there with Caroline. And this was uh, a little while after my parents' dog died, so there was nothing in the house. There was nobody yeah. besides me and Caroline in the house. There was nobody could have been. And it was like it was like a night that me and Caroline were like fighting too about some stupid shit. Interesting. How late was it? It was it was kind of late. It was dark. It might have been like ten o'clock. It probably wasn't that late. Yeah. But we were fighting, and we were kind of, you know, figuring out our shit, you know, coming to terms, you yeah. know, logical you into an argument. My dad always wears, like, these, he always wears, like, super thick, open-toed shoes, like, in the house. Like, he either wears these thick rubber slides around mm-hmm. the house, or he wears his Chacos in both of those you know, have kind of a distinct, yeah. heavy sound upstairs. Especially from a big guy. And so, that's what we hear, except, obviously, right, my parents there. aren't there. It sounds like somebody with, like, thick, heavy yeah, thick soles yeah. walking upstairs. So, it was, it was unmistakable. It was absolutely And you footsteps. both heard it, too. And me and Caroline both heard it. And she looks at me, like, literally, like, scared for yeah, her life. Yeah, spooked. As and you do when you hear some scary-ass shit like that. Nikki's woken up in the middle of the night. I think our apartment's a little bit haunted. Mm-hmm. Because Nikki's woken up in the middle of the night, and there's nothing going on. And she's like, hey, I just heard something. Can you go check it out for me? And that totally happens. As men, it's weird, but something just takes over you in those situations yeah it's what you gotta do i'm half asleep but i'm still walking up and down the hallway just to check out what's going on like i'm not gonna lie and act like you know i'm anything less than a pussy (laughs) but in that situation i was like hey because i (laughs) thought we both thought it was intruders that's how fucking real it sounded so i was like hey (laughs) i was literally putting on my deep voice and that's your go-to too which i I respect hey who's there and I had this, like, fake pistol, like I was saying. Did like you a, say BB gun earlier? It is a BB gun, but it looks real. So yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's some something that I could hypothetically scare somebody with. So I went upstairs, obviously nobody there, and, like, the doors and everything are locked, so it couldn't have, it couldn't have been somebody else. Yeah. It could not. Did it sound like it was coming from upstairs? Because I know you have, like, that little basement space where... You watch movies and shit. Yeah, we were in the basement. So and, it was from upstairs. And we heard it from, like, the like the main floor. 
Yeah. Like, it sounded like it was right above. It didn't sound oh, like Jesus. it was. And yeah, so really clean, really loud. It had to be if you were hearing it. And it just kind of it just kind of stopped, you know. Like it didn't sound like like they you, it, ran it, it, off somewhere. Did it stop when you said "Hey," or did it stop like? I don't remember. Instantly, like it happened and then it stopped. Because that's some real ghost shit to just like, like you'll just hear a sound for a while. I'd say, and then as soon as you like actually notice it, it just like stops. And uh, I think it's a subconscious thing. Caroline probably has a worse memory than me. Otherwise, I would say ask her. But yeah, I don't remember. That's but, some, that's honestly kind of some freaky shit, though. Yeah. Footsteps is some real paranormal shit, too. Mm-hmm. Like, that's one of the most common paranormal experiences for a lot of people is just, like, unexplainable sounds. Some shadow figures and shit like that are a little more complex, you know? You know, Orbs. I'm, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm ready for the second half of this show where we're not talking about this real-life shit because I'm honestly kind of freaking myself out right now. I keep seeing shit out there. I'm not gonna lie. You don't see anything. How would you see shit? You see the little, like, window space? That's not a window, bro. You can't see through that. I'm just saying. It's blacked out, boy. You literally can't see through it. Okay, let's let's stop scaring <laughs> let's stop. ourselves. <laughs> uh, so, what we gotta talk about now? I'll tell that lake story. Real Again. quick for just a little recap. Yeah, this is a short story too. So if you've already heard this, just skip ahead like a minute or whatever. Uh, but we were at Caroline's uncle's lake house, and it's on this uh, lake in Indiana. Beautiful, what looks like a man-made lake, and there's like a, this area that they call the beach, which is just like an area where. It has a bunch of sand, and it's by, like, a bunch of boats. Like You can dock. actually, like, and walk you could, in and swim and shit. Yeah. It's not too deep. And so, like, we're there with our shorties, and there's, like, a platform, like, a water platform, like, maybe, like, how far do you think that was at? Like, 20 feet? Maybe a little more, but it it seemed kind of far out from the, the shore. But It was a good little swim. Know, it's It's a lake, so it wasn't super deep. Yeah, but yeah, they they were out there chilling on the platform, and me and Preston were just drinking on the shore. Yeah, on the beach, as you do. All of a sudden, you know, I'm staring out in a haze, and I just see Caroline and Nikki both getting off the platform yeah. and starting to swim towards us, and then I see this old lady with like a big fucking white hat. Yeah, that's that's the part that's the so strange to me. And I'm blind as shit, but I still saw this figure yeah. with a hat on. Right. And to me, that is some real ghost shit to just yeah. be like this sort of vague yeah. figure. And she came from like what looked like the middle of the lake. It didn't yeah. look like she, she wasn't. She didn't come from the beach because we were on the beach for a while and we didn't see yeah. anybody swim out there. And that's the closest part of the, the shoreline yeah. to the little thing. So yeah, she might have. We might have made eye contact, but. Uh, she didn't say anything to anybody, and, you know, we just assumed that, you know, <coughs> better safe than sorry that she might have been, like, a narc. <laughs> As, you know, the people in that sort of man-made, living-on-the-lake mm-hmm. environment might be, Karens and whatnot. Yeah, like we've experienced. Mm-hmm. So, I want to bring up this segment. Uh, we are not sponsored by Shudder, <laughs> but Shudder has a bunch of great horror movies. 
and uh, like a lot of bad horror movies are on Netflix and yeah. Hulu and all that shit. There are a so, lot of bad horror movies out there anyway. So if you all want to watch some good horror movies, if you all are watching this right before Halloween, if you want to get into the Halloween spirit, yeah, let me help you out for a second. I am going to tell you all about my journey on Shudder. So here's a little cheat code for you guys. If you type in the promo code HELL, you get a whole month free. Otherwise, you get a, a one-week free yeah. trial. Which obviously, you know, how much can you watch in a week? Maybe like two movies max. That's right. the way I am. I don't watch a movie like every night. But I did a ranking of these movies that I saw. So one of the ones that I saw recently was the first and last Shudder original that I'm going to watch. You know how Netflix has like original shows. Shudder has its own original movies and shit. It were, was called. Were they could. It was called uh, Deadstream, and it was like this YouTuber that got canceled. <laughs> no. And he was like live streaming being in a haunted house, and I thought it was mildly entertaining just oh as far God. as it's what we're doing. That was the only enjoyment I found out of it. Yeah. I hear you. So yeah, that movie was terrible. And like I said, that was the last time I'm going to watch a Shudder original. But I saw a movie called Slumber Party Massacre, which in my opinion uh, was just like a shitty knockoff of like Halloween. Like we just watched Halloween. And, uh, and it's fire. And it's a classic in multiple ways. Absolutely. Especially in the way that it's like influenced shit. Yeah. Like it's influenced a lot of us. It's iconic. Yeah. Even the fucking little piano bit. The creepy little fucking piano bit from that. Yeah. He's in a bunch of different shit. So, it's a pop culture thing at that point. So the next movie I watched, and this is a movie that I wasn't that into, but I feel like if I was... Uh, I feel like other people would enjoy it more than I did. Yeah. Because I just wasn't into it at the time for whatever reason. I just wasn't like feeling it. But this movie's called Uninvited and it's about like a cat that like turns into a monster that escapes from like a government facility. What the fuck? And there's like what? what? There's like this rich dude <laughs> who is trying to take these uh these young impressionable girls out on his yacht and <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about? And the cat gets on the yacht with them, and the cat, like, fucks everybody up. Cat keeps turning into a monster and fucking people up, and the cat eventually sinks the boat. Where cat? But yeah, that's, that's one that, if you want, like, a stupid movie to watch that's fun, that sounds watch dumb as that one. fuck. Oh my god. Okay, so... The last three, this is the territory of, like, okay, these are actually, like, good movies. Like, actually scary. So, I watched an anime horror thing called Perfect Blue. That's kind of lit. So. That's a little different. It was really, like, a psychological. Like, I like that thriller. kind of shit, though. I said on the last Halloween episode that The Shining is one of my favorite horror movies. And I like psychological, like, yeah. thrillers. It's definitely, I don't have many phobias. You can't get me with cheap tricks, and I don't like shit that has jump scares and relies only on jump scares. But yeah. I like shit that actually scares me and makes uh, me leave the movie feeling creep the yeah. fuck out. And this this movie will do that because it's about uh, it's about like 
a famous like musician turned turned movie star. Interesting. And she has this like stalker who keeps like posting like her inner thoughts Honestly, online. One of the scares with her. It's the and same. Then she reason. starts losing her mind, and she has like a version of herself from like her past who keeps telling her that she's not the real version of her that she deviated from herself. Eee. And there are some moments in there where it's really some like Matrix type shit. Yeah, because there are some points where like. You can't even tell like what's if it's real or yeah. not at points. If it's but, actually what's happening in the plot, or if it's just like this illusion that's supposed to be part of yeah. the horror it, aspect. It had a very like tangible ending, though. It wasn't just like, like complete that. nonsense because I feel like I feel sometimes like when it's nonsense, it's not as good. a lot of good horror shit. Even like sci-fi horror and shit like that that relies on the idea of being replaced by this it monster thing mm-hmm. that's totally a spooky thought just imagine the idea of your loved ones and like yeah. your friends being replaced with this monster and you could not know it and they could yeah. get you at any minute body snatchers that's fucked up inherently fucked up but like it's the same with like uh what's that one there's that one where it's like the end of the fucking world and it's it's like they go back to their small town for a drinking challenge where they go to a bunch of different local taverns <laughs> And it, they come to find out that there's this grand conspiracy where it's like this alien robot <laughs> entity has taken over the town and been replacing everybody. And it turns out that they've replaced a significant portion of the population. And so when they end up defeating this entity, it causes the collapse of humanity as we know it. Because the, the, everybody's the, been snatched. Everybody's been snatched. The official sponsor of the Highly Suspicious Podcast. Rehab is for quitters. <laughs> I'd like to make a note of the creepy etchings that have been in the It wall. really is creepy. The, the ones in the jail spooked me. But in our jail cell, it has 18 written on the wall, and it's October 18th. Do you think it's somebody today. that was here for, like, 18 years? or Wouldn't that be, like, the tick marks or whatever, the tally marks then? Maybe they were marking it as, like, a significant date. I don't know. I would hope not. So, there's also the fucking weird heart carved into the shower. True. And it's got something going through it, which is kind of weird. Weird symbology. But also the little message in the old jail cells talking about somebody being a rat to the pigs. That's some spooky shit. That's some motherfucker was in that cell and yeah. was writing their, their, fuck this guy who ratted me out. Yeah, that's not why I'm concerned, because uh, I'm not a fucking rat, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but Louis, who, people who stayed in this jail, who were, were put in this jail, were hung. It's fucked up. It's fucked up, it's crazy. Motherfuckers who were here did get executioned, like, right out front. The thing that you fucking posed on. <laughs> Wild. They did bread dirty. You know, free the guys. Free <laughs> the guys. We're just a couple of criminals ourselves, if we're being honest. Another one that I really liked was called Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. and I've Scarecrows never... are spooky. Scarecrows are spooky. That's something that intrigued me because I haven't really seen like a Scarecrow-centric movie like that. Mm-hmm. But basically... It uh, is unique. The town, like, uh, special person... You know, it's like a small town, <laughs> and he's like... Town special person? Every town has uh, 
one person that's different than the rest, and they get discriminated against, and that's unfortunate. Do you do you mean the local Forrest Gump, something like that? Oh my god. The local Forrest Gump, he likes to hang out with this, like, little girl. Oh no! And the little girl, when they're hanging out, she goes into, like, someone's yard, and this big-ass dog, like, fucks her up. Oh my and, god! And so, this guy, Bubba, he... No! His name is not... He brings uh, the little girl back to her family, and she he's just like, Bubba didn't do it, you don't understand, Bubba didn't do it. But obviously they don't listen, and right, basically right. a mob with, like, everything short of, like pitchforks and torches fucking damn hunt him down and then he goes to his mom's house and uh he hides in a scarecrow and they kill him in the scarecrow and uh what the fuck and then he basically comes back as like a ghost scarecrow and fucking hunts them down it's it's a sleeper. It's uh it's a very satisfying That's kinda wild horror movie. It's pretty sick. I like that concept. I like a like revenge story like Yeah, that. of course. Who doesn't? I love horror movies where people that Honestly get at what that point fuck it, I'm rooting for the villain. Absolutely. Get him. There's some prejudiced motherfuckers. So here's the crown jewel of my list. And if y'all get nothing else out of this, get this movie out of this. <laughs> This movie's called Soul Survivor. Okay. And it's about a lady who survives a plane crash. Ooh, modern concept. And she's the only survivor. Yeah. And she finds out about, like, uh, how victims of, like, a tragedy like that usually feel like survivor's remorse. Yeah. And a lot of them die within, like, a year of... Shit like that happening. Uh-uh. <laughs> and basically the concept is, like, she was supposed to die, but she was just, like, a glitch in the system. So, oh, basically, shit. these uh, these people come back from the dead. And, to, to take her back. And they come and get her. It's an absolutely insane movie. That sounds almost too scary for me. I'm not gonna lie. That's entering the realm of, like... It's dead-ass scary. Uh, like it dead ass scared me. Like I was dead ass holding Carol. When you're when you're in the blankets where you're like, I need to be safe. <laughs> I get you. I understand. It was definitely scary. But it was also like it had quality as a movie. Like I like the characters and stuff too. But Good. Yeah, that is a super underrated pick that I've never fucking heard. I've never seen... I've never heard yeah. anything about that movie. You know when that shit came wild. out? It was like the 80s. Wild. It, some There are a lot of hidden gems in the 80s that have just yeah. been forgotten about for whatever. That's time. lit. That's awesome. I love finding a good hidden gem, too. Yeah. I like seeing a good movie I haven't seen before. I've been trying to do that more often where I'm just like, uh, I don't need to play video games. I can wait on whatever series I'm binging. I'm in the mood for a movie. Let's see what, what I can find. And sometimes you do find some good shit. And it's satisfying to watch a good movie. I love watching a, a good little story like that. It's it's satisfying watching a good movie. But it's satisfying even more watching like one of those hidden gem type of movies where it's just like... 
It's different if you have no idea what you're going into. It Absolutely. makes you more open-minded to, like, the plot itself. Like, Omega Man's one of those movies where I walked into it knowing fucking dick about Absolutely it. Absolutely nothing. And I was just blown away by it because, you know, when your expectations are nothing, then it's pretty easy to be blown away. Yeah. As Absolutely. opposed to having a horror movie where it's like everyone telling you, this movie's fucking great. <laughs> and then you go and see it and you're just like, you're yeah. like eh, it was underwhelming. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. it was fine. I feel like that... The genre itself, like horror movies, can be pretty niche. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's a hard thing to actually hit in, you know? Yeah. Like it has to meet a lot of criteria to be a good horror movie. And not everybody's taste in the horror genre is the same. Some people are about like the jump scares and the eerie vibes and shit like that. And some people just want a classic horror movie. Some people mm-hmm. only watch old horror movies when it's like, the time of year for it. And, like, I'm kind of in that category. Yeah. Where I like the classic shit. Me too. I'm not going to watch too much unless it's just something that I know is good. Yeah. You know? And I'm, I'm like... You should watch that movie. I'm also more of, like, a sci-fi horror kind of guy. Uh-huh. Sometimes that shit's the most spooky to me mm. because it's... It's the stuff that fucks with some me sh- the most. Some where shit I'm just like, happen. God damn, what if that did happen. Fucking Close Encounters and shit like that fucks with me. My my uncle was telling me a story about how he was watching Close Encounters of the Third, Third Kind around when it came out with mm-hmm. somebody. It wasn't around the 4th of July or anything like that, but somebody started doing fireworks while they were watching it, and it was like the, the peak where like motherfuckers are getting abducted and shit, and... They got scared. That shit went out off right outside the window. He, they both, like, physically jumped hearing that shit. And I know I do the same. That shit, not cool. Alien abduction shit, horrifying. Yeah. Especially since I have had, like, some sleep paralysis experiences. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely some abduction shit. Where you're just like, I'm paralyzed, and there's this weird-ass fucking figure at the end of my bed. Uh-huh. Hell no. Hell to the fucking no. Shadowy figures and shit like that. If I went out there later and I saw a shadow man. Well, don't go out Too there. damn bad. Don't go out there then. That's, that's the trick. We're safe in here. We're, we're locked in. We're locked in. We're really... <laughs> you ready for this song? Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's do our intermission. Cool off since we've spooked ourselves enough. Inside. Lose the lights in the hallways, everyone gon' be fine. Phone that no one should call starts to ring at one time. All the homies eyes slide to it, then the ball split from the outside. The air rushes in, it's cold as fuck, bullets slapping like hell. More homies struck down, the mission has failed. The wood is split, splinter chandelier falls and smashes hard glass and steel everywhere. In every throat, screams and protest, you all are dying. And really, will anyone care? Truth like death comes for everyone. Barely had to summon what was coming, it was creeping on the come up that was right up in your face. Face it, let it resonate up in your bone a minute when your shiver make us live a big enough for it to have a space. Ripped life, slipping away, maybe you can make it out with just a little bit of grace, but it truly doesn't give a fuck about the fear you feeling. It is here to make you understand that nothing is safe. Nothing is, nothing is safe. Nothing is sacred. Nothing is safe. Nothing to pray for. Nothing is safe. Nothing is. No way. October 18th, 
That's when that album came out. That's another fucking sign, Louie. What is up with the 18th of October? I don't know. I'm not much of a numerology guy, so I don't know. Me either. You just listened to Nothing Is Safe by Clipping. So, Preston asked who the fuck this guy is. Yeah, who the fuck so, is this Clipping guy? This is a very interesting thing about this guy. Uh, clipping is a group between uh, a producer, I forget the name of, and this rapper, uh, David Diggs. And for anyone who thinks that name might be familiar, he played Thomas Jefferson in Hamilton. Really? In like That's a Broadway lit. show. That's lit. So I just think it's very interesting, like the very safe Hamilton contrasted by, yeah. you know, something so dark. I so, think I think a lot of the people who are into musicals are real music heads, you know? Yeah, they have to be. Absolutely. It's the peak form. It's it's really just like live music like that where there's like choreography involved mm-hmm. and it's it's all performance. It's on a different level, you know? It's the same as like live music. Anybody who's a good performer that you go and see and it's a great show, they're on the same level. It's all about putting on a good show, having a good time with the crowd. So, it's all about acting in that way. We'll start with you. What are your general thoughts? This is the first listen for you, so tell me how you feel about it, how it sounded, how, I don't know. I like it. It's a it's a good vibe. I totally get why you were saving it for this special episode. It's very Halloween. It is kind of Halloween. It's it's definitely got this like eerie kind of message, and the beat itself is definitely like kind of weird in that like spooky. Like you know, in sci-fi, like scary movies, they have those weird, like sounds. Absolutely, it's kind of got that vibe going on. Where I don't know what the instrument is. But it's got this like consistent beat and this weird little like bit oh, going man. on. You're taking words right out of my mouth because I I totally agree, bro. It's just a like, specific kind of vibe too. It's uh it's totally inspired by like old school horror, and it's definitely inspired by like John Carpenter's like musical style. Mm-hmm. Like we were just talking about Halloween. This song is very inspired by Halloween. Totally got that vibe. Yeah. With the piano for one, but also like the messaging of like nothing is safe. That's yeah. kind of the messaging of, you know. And the fact that that's just the name of the song. Yeah. And that's also like a horror thing where it's like anything is scary, where it's just yeah. like Nothing is out of bounds. No place is safe. There's it, one of the most like scary ideas in the horror genre to me is that, like, no matter where you go, there's no escaping whatever yeah. the monster is, whatever the entity right. is that is after you, and that is like truly horrifying to not be able to escape something yeah. like that, to have something be inevitable. So this might be skipping ahead, but I think that what he's talking about. In general, he's talking about, like, death Absolutely. Like a concept. And I think, genuinely, in the horror genre itself, the, the idea of this inescapable thing is all correlated to death. It's just like, you know, it's, it's the same reason that it is, like, the killer that, that you can't get yeah. away from. That keeps stalking you. Yeah. Hunting you. Basically. Totally. You probably didn't catch any of this story on first listen, which I totally get. It's a lot yeah. of words. I did not get. I didn't. Get I was the more story caught up in the for, beat and yeah. the rhythm, that, and that's most people on the first listen yeah. of any song. That's how I do first listens. I just you know you vibe with it. Does it sound good? 
on a very surface level. But uh, the story he's telling, the picture he's painting is fucking dope as shit. And yeah. that's similar to that Christine song. Just like, one, the imagery, and two, like, not quite understanding what he's saying, what he's trying to say, because some people like storytelling and rap more than me, but yeah. sometimes I find storytelling songs not that good, just because if you've heard some storytelling songs, you hear the story once and you've heard it a thousand times. Right, it's it's you repetitive, know? it's the genre, a lot of them are kind of similar. But when it's I done like saying. this, where you can pull shit out every time, that makes it new every time. So... Yeah. I'm going to read some of the lyrics. It starts with the ironic contrast. Everyone's safe and sound. <laughs> Famous last words. This is how family do. Only homies around. Everyone here is crew. Something foul in the air. Something feeling askew. Eve. Those are good bars, honestly. I totally. like when you rhyme stuff that I'm not going to expect. Yeah. I like just like the original creepy atmosphere that you're getting just from those lyrics and the you know horror inspired beat and then he's painting this picture it really adds to the atmosphere of the song too he's painting the picture basically of like a trap house he's saying windows boarded and sealed doors bolted and locked yeah uh product cooking on pace weaponry fully stocked bodies sleeping in shifts other bodies keep watch E. bullets are here for anybody caught running up in the spot and <laughs> so yo that's doing a lot that is of good like, imagery imagery right and uh from this point on just shit hits a fan because he said drop the lights so drop below something shot from the trees went straight from the front door homie dropped to his knees uh blood seeping from his neck as he struggled to breathe so louie i gotta say Honestly, I think it part of the horror sound of the music is to correlate this idea of the feds being like this inescapable, horrific mm-hmm. entity, and and it's just like replacing it with the villain from a movie, yeah. horror movie, you know, and like on some real shit, yeah, some yeah that I totally get that. That's that paranoia of if you're up to something, you're worried about somebody always being out to get you. Yeah. Totally. And it is, it can feel inescapable. That's the society that we're in, where it's just like there's surveillance yeah. everywhere, dude. That's that's what's sick about this song, too. Like it's a lot of great horror. It. It's, it's something that could happen. It's something somebody that is has always happened. watching you. But it's just made in like a horror form. It's twisted to be like. It's that. a good way to portray it, though. It's an original way to portray it. The, the chorus is where he's kind of talking about death because he said. Uh, didn't no one summon what was coming, but it was creeping on a come up. And now it's right up in your face. Face it, let it resonate up into your bone a minute. When you shiver, make a sliver big enough for it to have a space. Rip life slipping away. Maybe you could make it out with just a little bit of grace. But it truly doesn't give a fuck about the fear that you feel. And it makes you understand that nothing is safe. So... Yeah, all that and, and making the point death. of nothing is safe though. Yeah, like yeah, and and more and like specifically, said, no one is safe. I'm gonna read a little bit of the second verse. I'm not gonna read the whole song, but uh, a couple of good points in there though. Yeah, cut the lights and stay low. All is quiet and still. 
peering through the window, staring over the field, scent of death in the air, nothing out there looks real. Mm. Close up the homie's eyes. Now is not the time to be feeling really load up. Lose the lights in the hallway, everyone's gonna be fine. You know, trying they're trying yeah, so to is rationalize this, is this dude, it, saying that death isn't going to come for them. Do you know if this dude's in some real gang shit? I don't know. Or has ever been? Is their music generally in that kind of field where like some rappers are real fucking gangsters? It's part of it. He I mean, this is kind of his style. It's very dark. He's talking a lot about like death and shit. So, so maybe he has seen some shit. So yeah. Maybe this is some personal experience and he's talking about what it's like to be hiding from the fucking yeah. narcs, you know? From the fucking feds and the motherfuckers who are out to get you. And I think some some rappers are really out there trying to tell their stories where they they have experienced some shit. Mm-hmm. You know? It's a fucking war out there. Sometimes there it there was a real war on drugs. It's still sort of going on even though it's drugs have won. Yeah. But like it's some motherfuckers have been through some shit because of it. And I'm sure if it's like most wars, some of them have PTSD. Yeah. You know? If you're a, a fucking artist and you've been through some shit, maybe it's best for your mental health that you express what you went through. So maybe this is some real shit. I think... That, maybe they felt like they were being haunted. This is this is the imagery that I'd compare most to Billy Woods when he says... uh Phone that no one should call starts ringing one mm, time. Hell no. I really like that because that could mean like a lot of different things. The way I take it is that they have like a emergency phone that nobody's supposed to have access to yeah. outside of them, but clearly someone has access to it. So they that's, trap phone. That's kind of the moment where they're like, they've tapped my oh my, shit my my extra phone. Yeah, these aren't regular motherfuckers. Yeah, you know? uh, which means you're really got if they got your phone, bro. But yeah, the air rushes in. It's cold as fuck. Bullets slapping like hail. More homies struck down. Yeah, yeah and the, and and like seeing your friends die in front of you and shit like that. That's imagery that I can think about death too like when uh the first homie dies you know everybody's surprised and they all still don't think that it's gonna happen to them you know yeah. they're like damn that was tragic what I happened to that. bro but we're still gonna be fine if we just you know, it's also this hide. idea of being invincible a lot of people end up having that experience yeah. and it's like if you get away with shit for so long you do get this feeling that you can keep get away, getting yeah. away with whatever that's it's a very slippery slope. You're all dying, and will anyone ever care? Truth like death comes for everyone. In a rap song, it's hard. Out loud, it's poetic. Yeah, and I think that's an underrated aspect of music poetry. That's I mean, why, rap is poetry anyway. If we're being honest, that's why I don't get why some people just don't care about lyrics at all, and it's all about sonics like can you not get something out of right lyrics like can't it be both well and that's the beauty of rap to me is the if the flow is crazy they can be spitting some fucking bars telling it how it is and it is just like this amazing thing to experience and like hear but also they're really saying some shit Mm -hmm. they're really saying how they feel getting some shit out there yeah that's what I was saying earlier when we were talking off the pod. I was saying I love artists who break away from the industry and just say whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. They call motherfuckers out. Because that's a great thing. And that's that's some of the 
first music that came out after he did Hamilton, so that kind of shows, like, yeah, he was just showing, like, yeah, I'm not going to be... He's real, know, he's unfiltered. Yeah, you're not going to, the industry's not going to tame me. Yeah. You know, they're not going to make me less weird. Because that's not popular you know. shit to be talking about. Nah. <laughs> it's not accessible. No, it's not. But if you appreciate music and you, like, just want to hear people's story, you're about that shit. They, yeah, Clipping is, especially their newer music, is heavily inspired by a bunch of, like, classic horror. And there are some That's kind of crazy. There are some, like, individual songs that are, that are, like, influenced by a specific horror movie. Like, there's one song that they made where uh, they talk about, like, it's, like, from the perspective of, like, the Blair Witch. <laughs> what the fuck? Does that... What? I can't even imagine what that song sounds like. Fucked up. Is what I'm it sure. Like. <laughs> I am sure. All right. It's kind of lit, though. So, yeah, good song. Great song. I, I'm not going to ever have you play me a song and not be open-minded to it. I feel like we're both like that. We're, yeah. we're open to most things. Unless you played me some shit that's just too weird. Which I have. <laughs> you have, but even then I'm like, I see where you're coming from. You know? Yeah. Because it is just everybody's personal taste anyway. I'm not going to ever call somebody out for their music taste. I don't think some music's great, and there are definitely some motherfuckers who are out here, like, acting like shit I don't think is great is amazing. But I'm never going to shit on someone for it. That's personal. I know I listen to music that not everybody is going to like. I'm cool with that. I had seen this bit on Instagram, and their whole bit is that they talk about cryptids that used to be, like, mythological creatures, and now... Are confirmed species, yeah, which is really pretty wild to think about, and even like proving the haters wrong. Even unicorns and shit like that, there is some evidence to suggest that there were like goats that were fucked up, and motherfuckers just call them unicorns, or like rhinos were unicorns at one point to <laughs> some Europeans who went down there, or like the Romans who went down into Africa. That'd be a uh, pretty harsh, pretty harsh unicorn, man. Pretty wild um, unicorn that could fuck it squash you with a foot that could fuck you up but like one of the stories that i heard which i thought was pretty crazy to think about is they were talking about australia at one point really was this like mysterious land it's a huge island and a lot of critters a lot of critters a lot of crazy ass animals because most of the creatures a lot of fucking bugs a lot of fucking reptiles and most of the creatures there really are like incredibly different to anything else because they're all marsupials instead of my mammals which means they're entirely different genus than anything in europe or americas mm -hmm. so like the platypus which is an incredibly strange animal was originally described as this river mermaid that lived in the rivers of australia that these like original adventurers and explorers encountered because they had no it's like they're it's either that their explanations were just so shitty that it sounds like they're talking about a human being swimming through these rivers or they just only saw it at a distance i mean i guess if you are an animal that's never encountered human beings you really are going to be like keeping your distance uh -huh. so from a distance maybe they did look like they could be these weird humanoids yeah that could hold their breath forever and swim around and shit like that. But river mermaids, 
it's such a niche description, you yeah. know? And even like the the Kraken. Giant squid are huge. Back in the day, if you had no logical explanation for that, you're just like, God damn, that is a, That's a monster. monster. An actual fucking monster. It still looks like a monster today, for real. For real. And I would I would classify it as a monster. There's some shit in the ocean that's fucking scary. Imagine one of them motherfuckers getting your boat. Oh god. (laughs) But even like Bigfoot and shit like that, I I'm at the end of the spectrum where I genuinely can't say that there isn't some Yeti living in the Himalayas. That's a unpopulated part of the world. There could totally be some creature living there. Like same same for like the Great White North of fucking Canada. The indigenous tribes there see hella Bigfoot sightings. The the statistically, the sightings within the indigenous community that actually lives in the forest of northern Canada, where nobody fucking else lives, are higher than in the general population. And yeah, they might be more open minded to it, but it also goes back generations where they're not talking about some spirit. They're talking about a real Bigfoot ass fucking ape man creature. I'm not going to say that all those people are wrong, you know? Yeah. Could be that there's something out there. I haven't seen it. I can't say that it doesn't exist. Yeah. Like... And I think that's a way that we're more close-minded now where if there's not like 100% proof of it, then it just doesn't exist. Yeah. But The world's a big place. Really, just because we have cell phones doesn't mean that we know everything that fucking exists. Exactly. And I do feel like a lot of people in the age of the internet really are like... Uh, I read this thing that tells me no. And I, I've never experienced anything like that, so no. And, like, my mindset is totally, if you've never experienced anything like that, how can you say no? If you've never been there, how can you just definitively say, that shit isn't real, that doesn't exist? It's the same with aliens, where it's like, you think that you're special enough to have ever had a close encounter? And I don't even think that they're little gray men. It's just like, it's a big universe. There could be something out there. Perfect transition. Basically, the purpose of all that, even though cryptids might seem like kind of a stupid thing, there's a world where some of this shit actually exists. I mean, even if it does seem dumb to you, the the implications of like... The world is strange. Us not... Right. The, The world being crazier than you might actually think. If you've actually experienced something with aliens or ghosts or cryptids, yeah. your worldview has changed forever. Yeah. If you've ever personally seen or experienced anything like that, you're in a subcategory of the population because you can't just go up to anybody and start talking about that shit. Right. They'll think you're crazy. So That's just how it is. Speaking of aliens, Preston, do you know where the idea of aliens being little green men came from? No. It I thought came, it was some com- like old comic book type shit, to be honest. The idea originally came from the 50s with a incident called the Hop- Hopkinsville Goblins. Like, genuinely? The first description of Little Green Men like that? Mm-hmm. Lit. And that's, that's so, in Kentucky, right? So that's what we're going to be talking about. Kentucky cryptids today. Cool. This is a really crazy story. So, uh... Basically, there's this household in Hawkinsville that had 11 motherfuckers in it. Not one, not two, 11 people. Eight of them were adults, and three of them were kids. That's a lot of people. And they were playing cards one Sunday evening. Uh Uh-huh. 
and it was humid as shit, and it was one of their responsibilities to go get some water. They had to, one of them had to go outside and, like, pump some water. Yeah, go to the well or whatever. So, as he's out there, he sees flying object in the sky that was making all these, like, different colors in the sky. He's watching it. So, straight up UFO. And he watches it crash, like, not too far away. Mm. And he kind of sees, like, the ravine, like, glowing green in the distance. And he goes back inside, and he's telling his people about it. And they're kind of making fun of him, you know, because they think that he just saw, like, a meteor and was scaring himself. He's, He's on some crackpot shit. And so... I don't remember why, but then they went back outside. Yeah. They didn't investigate it originally, but they went they back just went outside, outside and they saw the first encounter of like a little green man and it's supposed to have like they they describe it as like a goblin for real. Yeah. They describe it as having like pointy ears. Like, eyes on the side of his head. Like, literally, like, being, like, bioluminescent. Little reptilian motherfuckers. They also say that he was, like, floating off of the ground. So, So I've heard about the Hopkinsville monsters before, and I heard about them being on, like, the roofs. There being a lot of them, which is fucked up. A lot of aliens? No, no thank you. I don't fuck with that shit. So then, these two men go inside... And the the matriarch of the household, who's this uh, very Christian woman, doesn't believe in, you know, superstitious shit like that. Yeah. And also, side note, uh, doesn't allow any alcohol in her house. So, <laughs> so these motherfuckers weren't drunk. They weren't, you know, fucked up. Yeah. So she was making fun of them. They're like, you're sober. And you're talking about this shit? But these two men, they ran back inside, and they're packing their guns, and... Yeah, and as you do back in the day. And they're acting like they think that they're just doing it to, like, scare their wives or whatever. And then, out the door, the matriarch gets a good look of the little green man. And so, from point-blank range, this one dude pulls up with a shotgun... And he, like, shoots it in the fucking face, and it makes, like, a loud metallic sound, and it, like, knocks him over, but his ass gets back up, (laughs) and he, like, runs into the woods. They had a force field or something like that. That's wild. And so they run back in the house, and at this point, a good amount of the family has seen these goblins. Little green men, yeah. And so they're inside, you know, trying to rationalize this to themselves because they're like, what the fuck is going on? They're trying to rationalize it in a way that makes sense. Yeah, because shit's crazy. And then literally like at the window, uh-uh. a, a little green man is peeking in <laughs> through the window. And so they fucking get up and they shoot it through the window, <laughs> shattering the glass. And what, what? went on after that was a gunfight with these aliens that lasted for hours as they've been like you know getting on the roof and shit (laughs) and fucking with them 
and really just fucking with them because they <laughs> That's were an like alien invasion, bro. <laughs> like a full on like assault, bro. <laughs> I saw something oh that God. said over two hundred rounds were used by like the family. They used two hundred rounds. Oh my god. And everyone all all eleven people Fucking eight adults, <laughs> three children. <laughs> the children were fighting for their lives. After this, they they sweared to God that this shit happened. And they were so spooked that they went to the police. Yeah. And the police, you Which know... But you gotta know you're, you're gonna sound crazy. So to be yeah. desperate enough to go to the police means you're willing to sound crazy. And the, the sheriff said that, like... You know, they took it kind of serious because... It could be a mass hysteria thing, but that's like an easy write-off for a lot of mass encounters like that, you know? But yeah, like, the sheriff took them kind of serious, and they brought some guards and shit out to check the place out. Yeah. And uh, they didn't find anything, obviously. They, they found, like, glowing mushrooms in the forest, and that's what they blamed, like, the green glow on. And their story is that they were, like, attacked by owls. As if they didn't know what the fuck owls look like. Yeah, and if you not were shooting, little green men with pointy ears. If you were shooting owls... That's bro, for damn sure. There would be feathers of blood everywhere, but there was no trace of anything. Except for, you know, how the house was fucked up. Yeah. You know. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a freaky story that was just kind of written off by everybody at the time but i think it's kind of a hard wild to, kind of story it's kind of hard to write off that that it was just 11 people fucking hallucinating that's hard to believe that that they were just spraying at nothing you know <laughs> yeah just firing at fucking absolutely nothing just at the air just hallucinating that's fucked up but one of the children grew up and she was the only she's the only one in the family that would like openly talk about it and she said that like that's why she did it because yeah nobody else wanted to talk about it and she says that when her dad tells that story like it's not like an amusing anecdote it's a like this was fucked up and it happened to me yeah he says she says that he like turns pale and shit while he tells it so they think that they saw something that's kind of fucked that 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 don't sit right with me i feel like at a certain point it's not it's like a why would somebody be lying about this you know yeah there's nothing to gain about saying yeah you had this horrible experience with this unknown entity it's not like they you know immediately like wrote a book right after it it's not like they were right. doing it for publicity or something which a lot of people do but yeah one interesting theory i saw about that is that a lot of these cryptid sightings uh relate to like where there's a lot of like cave entrances and that kind of scares me like if there's like portals you know, and or like deep underground like military bases and it's just like shit getting loose you oh know? is that what you're saying yeah that's kind of wild too because like you. mothman because like this is kind of in the same area as mothman i get what you're saying eastern yeah, kentucky yeah. and like that west virginia area where a lot of shit goes down yeah so. where it's the boonies and anything can happen 
I mean, shit, if I learned anything from Gravity Falls, all the spooky shit happens in small towns. <laughs> so, there was a lot more cryptids in Kentucky than I gave it credit for. Beautiful. Yeah. We have, we have like, our own variant of Bigfoot here and shit like that. So, I was just going to get to that. Yeah? These are the stupid cryptids I saw, and I don't have much <laughs> to say about these. But there's been sightings in Kentucky of a sheep squatch. <laughs> there has been sightings in Kentucky of something called a bear illa. No. No. What? So, okay, wait. And is there, that head of bear, body of gorilla? Or body of bear, head of gorilla? The barilla, it's supposed to be part bear, part gorilla, but I... The, I imagine the description head, of I it, imagine head of bear, body of gorilla being the most horrifying. The description of it was kind of stupid, but yeah, sheep squatch is part sheep, part sasquatch. <laughs> Try to imagine what that looks like. I don't think you can, and that's part of the reason why I don't think that it takes off because it's like who you can't even fucking visualize it. How <laughs> it's just some drunk off? motherfucker saw Sasquatch and was like, yo, it's a sheep squatch. That Yeti's looking a little sheepish today. There's also something called, speaking of things that are hard to wrap your head around, sighting of something called giraffe possums. <laughs> Preston, I swear to God, I could not make this shit up. Where? <laughs> Where? I'm gonna Where put... The f- I'm going to post the article that I was looking at in the description because I'm going to read a lot of this shit because this is fucking gold. So this is about the giraffe possum. The first official reported (laughs) sighting was in rural Clark County in 1975. A driver reported possibly seeing three creatures in a field about 100 yards away off of Highway 60 between Winchester and Lexington. Oh my god. They described them as being the size of a large dog with gray, short, bristly hair with a long snout and fangs. <laughs> That's funny as hell. <laughs> How's that relate to a giraffe? I don't know. They had a long neck. <laughs> oh my god. This one is even funnier, bro. Yeah, I promise you. There was something in Kentucky called a meat shower. Wait, wait, wait. Yes. You've heard of this? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, where it rains meat from the sky. So this is something that happened in Kentucky in March 1876. It's also rained fish and frogs in certain places. It happens. But it was raining like meat. Like parts of flesh. So, uh... Unidentified meat. It says it rained down from the sky in Bath County, and it says... This is why I want to read this article. Up. Just this imagine if that happened fucking, to you. This shit is written beautifully. <laughs> Two brave men who were surely the scientists of their time... Oh my god! ...tasted the meat that fell from the sky and reported that it was, quote... Either mutton or venison. <laughs> so the so apparently this happened. When it had a gamey taste to it. So they said that this apparently happened while uh, there wasn't a cloud in the sky for real. That's weird. So the the explanation that people have is it's like vulture vomit. <laughs> 
flying through the sky. And I hope that's not true that's for, gross as fuck. for the sake of those two dudes. <laughs> right. I would uh, I would rather not dwell uh, on that any Lord. longer than I have to. Oh uh, Lord. That's kinda scary. Like if that's kinda like some Jordan Peele nope shit fucking yeah. flying meat. Meat falling from the sky, unidentified meat. Ew. I so, can't I don't know how I'd react in that situation if I was outside and well, it was just flesh falling from I'll, the sky. I'll tell you how I wouldn't react. <laughs> eat it. I would not eat it. Honestly, yeah. Those are bad instincts. Preston, th- those were the funniest ones, but you are not ready for some of the <laughs> shit that I have in store. So, the next Kentucky cryptid that I'm going to talk about is called the Milton Lizard. So, also known as the creature of cat... Canet Creek is a cryptid that is of the giant lizard variety. I didn't know that was a variety of cryptid. It was first spotted in a salvage yard in Trimble County in the summer of 1975. A witness who was quoted in a book states that they were looking through salvage in the yard when they saw a large lizard emerge from the wrecked vehicles. The the witness described the lizard as 12 feet long with huge bulging eyes similar to a frog. Beneath the lizard's mouth was an off-white color and black and white stripes all the way down his body. So, that's not that's not natural. Yeah, that shit's fucked up. That ain't any sort of animal that I know of, bro. I don't think I believe in that, but just imagine seeing a 12-foot-long lizard just when you're outside. That's, That's not a Komodo dragon. Black and white stripes ain't a Komodo dragon that got loose. I, I thought it the, the white foam at the mouth, that might be their like poisonous saliva that they have, but that, that shit's kind of crazy. Yeah, you know Komodo what's even, dragon doesn't get 12 feet long. You know what's a crazy cryptid that I've heard about? It's on the, the one show on like History Channel quote-unquote history channel, where they, like, hunt the cryptids. And there's one where it's, Big like, these hunting. hellhounds oh, shit. that are in West Virginia or some shit like that, because there's a lot of cryptids in West Virginia. Uh-huh. And that one, that episode's actually kind of crazy, because one of the motherfuckers gets got by it, apparently. Like, has an encounter with it and gets knocked over by this cryptid when they're about to shoot it. And you, like, hear them shoot it on the the video. <laughs> and they got a up. little fucked up. So they either took an L and just fell into the ditch. Or, like, they ran into something out there. <laughs> you know, they sometimes do shit for uh, I know. comedic value. I, I do shit for the content. I get it. So, here's another one that I thought is crazy. The Harrington, the Harrington Lake Monster, also known as Harry or quote unquote eel pig. What? Where did a, that come from? Is a cryptid that lurks beneath Harrington Lake, just south of Lexington. Interesting. And what I think is interesting about this is it's a hybrid of an eel with a pig. Another one that I can't even, like, picture what the fuck that would look like. I'm imagining front of pig with pig arms and rest eel body. But 
it was it was fucked up. It was first seen by a University of Kentucky professor. So I think that wins some credibility. Well, to professor story. in what? Uh, Does it not say? That's the real question. Because if it's a fucking like English professor or some shit like that, not valid. He was the former director of libraries and classics professor. That sounds pretty. That good, sounds like it? a pretty educated person to me. Yeah, I'll I'll take that. There's some credibility there. What else we got on this list of yours, Louie? This will be the last one I do because got you. this is I'm saving the best for last. So I don't know if this one has a name, but there is a octopus that lives in Kentucky. <laughs> and he chills in fresh water, which no octopus chills in fresh water. Yeah. So this would be the only octopus chilling in, in fresh water. In the middle water. of Kentucky. That's so random. So the the incident occurred in 1944 in the Kentucky River near Boonesboro Beach. And a 10-year-old girl was grabbed by something while swimming in the water. And once free and back on shore, quote, had several circular quarter-sized yeah, abrasions like marks. on her legs. That's wild. That's actually kind of wild. Uh, farmers up and down the river also began reporting missing livestock. Most were never found, but the e- ones that were found were floating in the middle of the river. E livestock that went and got ate by this fucking mysterious octopus creature. Can you imagine, like, an octopus, like, crawling out of the water to get the livestock? That's kind of funny Bro, to me. Fucking no, no, no. I imagine the livestock going. going to the water to drink. Yeah. And getting got at the shoreline. Louis, just imagine you're swimming and you feel something grab your fucking leg like that. That's scary, so. That's fucked. I would not know how to react in that situation. I'd never get in the fucking lake again. True. Very true. But Permanently scared of water at that point. It's scary enough getting fucking nibbled on by the fishies. That's already too much for me, to be honest. Sometimes, yeah. I hear. Uh, you want to know my real-world cryptid example? Hmm. So, uh, my my uh, dad grew up in this little town in North Dakota where there obviously isn't an airport so we were having like a family reunion thing. Yeah. And he went to go pick up my cousin and coming back. Uh <laughs> they both had this crazy story that uh running on the side of the road like faster than their car yeah. was an emu that had the head of a snuffle up a What do you mean the head of a what That's did you what just say said. to me? What did you just say to me? I want to lend no credibility to this story. <laughs> but both of them swear up and down that it fucking happened. My my dad wasn't as convinced about the head of the Snuffleupagus part. Oh but, my god. But my cousin definitely thought that it was the head of a Snuffleupagus. And she could just be fucking playing with us. <laughs> Wait a minute. Snuffle up, I guess. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> now imagine 
Mr. Snuffleupagus is from fucking Sesame Street, and it's a fucking, it's a fucking woolly mammoth. It's a fucking cryptid. <laughs> New cryptid just dropped, boys. <laughs> oh my god. On, on the body of an emu. <laughs> oh my god. Bro, that's a little too fucked for me. I saw, if I just saw a fucking Muppet run by the car, disembodied on the head of a giant bird. You're looking particularly Muppety today. I think we should cut it. I think we, we've gone too far with the snuffle up because... I think that was the line, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Thanks for sticking around this long. Thank you guys for getting spooky with us. and It was a fun one. Yeah, show some support for us scaring our own asses off by being here. And who knows, next year we might do something even crazier. Even and more wild. Have a safe Halloween. Yeah. Make sure to check the candy when you get yeah. it. Never know what you'll find. Fun fact about that. I don't know if I ever told you this, but the urban legend of like of this like serial killer that put shit in people's candies that idea came from like a real life case but e. the real life case was that uh this one dude gave tainted candy to his own son ooh cuz he was trying to kill him and yeah. cash out his life insurance policy isn't that fucked Hell up? Hell no. Yeah, that is fucked up. But yeah, that's where that urban legend comes from. That's the last tidbit yeah. I'll leave you all with. Uh, if you're going on the trestle to see the Pope Lick Monster, uh, you shouldn't. Yeah. Because you'll get hit by a train. That, that's just how that one goes. That's how they get you. Be safe. Don't do anything stupid. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. And we would do a lot of shit. Yeah. So that gives you all a lot of freedom. Get a lot of wiggle room. Get creative, people. <laughs> and we'll see you later.